There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. Bishop Intefel is the medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. Its in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. I am going to be talking about characteristics of the people that God calls. Hallelujah. And I want you to come with me in your Bible to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Now, in Exodus chapter 3, we all remember the story. Moses was looking after the flocks of his uh, father-in-law and uh, he got to the mount of God and had an experience with God. And God said to him, I have seen the affliction of my people in Israel and I have come down to deliver them from the hands of Pharaoh. And in verse, um, in verse 10, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 10, all right, God said, Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now watch this. God said, Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now Egypt is symbolic of the world, the world system. And God's created beings, human beings, are in the world, in Pharaoh, under the affliction of Satan, under the bondage of Satan, under the affliction of evil spirits and demons that have taken their lives captive. Man that was created as the best of God's creation, who was created in the image of God and filled with the Spirit of God, fell through the Adamic sin. And uh, God has sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross to make salvation possible for all men. Hallelujah. But the scripture says in um, Romans chapter 10 from verse 13, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall they Call on him in whom they have not believed. Yes. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Yes. And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? Continue. And how shall they preach 
except they be sent. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Hallelujah. So you see, before the peoples of this world, sinners, unbelievers, can be saved, they must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul told the jailer in Acts chapter 16, because the jailer asked Paul, men and brethren, what shall we do so that we shall be saved? And Paul said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, thou and the household, and thou shalt be saved. And in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, the Bible is saying, all right, whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So salvation, people receive salvation by believing in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, but the scripture goes on to say, but how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So which means that people must hear all right, the gospel that declares salvation. But how can they hear unless they have been preached to? So the gospel is preached. There must be preachers to preach the gospel, to speak for the gospel, for people to hear. But how can they be preachers unless they are sent. And so, people must be sent as preachers. So, pastors, when we keep our church members, alright, we are cutting short the process of salvation. Because our people must go as preachers. We must send them. Jesus said in John chapter 20 and verse 21, Just as my Father has sent me, I also send you. Hallelujah. So we must send our people as preachers from there to preach the gospel. And then people will hear the gospel and they will have faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when they have faith, they will believe and when they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they will be saved. So that is why God told Moses, I want you to go. I'm sending you. I am sending you to Egypt. Hallelujah. And come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So God wants sinners, unbelievers in our communities, at our offices, in our homes, at our workplaces, in our schools to be saved. But God wants to send us. But there is a problem. Most of the time, when God wants to send us, we feel that we are not the people that God must send. And that he must send somebody else. So, when you look at verse 11, let's read verse 11, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should Stop go? there. Who am I? Who am I? Lord, if you are looking for somebody to send to Pharaoh, it's not Moses. Hallelujah. And, and when you continue to read Exodus 5, 6, 7, when you go on, Moses gave somewhere in the region of about 11 excuses why God should not send him. And this is what we are having in the church. When God wants to send us, 
When God is calling us, we tell the Lord, not me, somebody else. So, in this session, I want to show you the characteristics of the people that God calls. And by the end of this session, you realize that in spite of who you are, God can call you. And God is calling you. Hallelujah. So, who are the people that God calls? Number one, God calls failures. People who have failed. People who have failed. God calls them. Is there anybody here who has failed in something before? You failed in your exams, or you failed in your business, or you failed in something. You were trying to do something, it didn't work. You failed. Can I see your hand? Is there anybody else? Yes. In spite of that, God can call you. The first time Moses wanted to be a leader, alright, he failed because the people did not receive him. They said, who had made you a leader over us? In Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11, Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Moses failed to deliver the people in the first instance. But God chose him even though he had failed to deliver the people. Are you a failure in any way? Many people have failed in their life's assignment. But God still calls failures. Hallelujah. Now watch me. The person who created the electric board, I, I think it was uh, Thomas Edison. Alright. We are told that he failed, I've forgotten the figure, but he failed many, many times, many, many times before he was finally able to come out with the electric bulb. I've forgotten the figure. 999. 999. 999. Well, I'm not sure about that. But now, when they asked him, listen, how come that you failed in 999 attempts to create the electric bulb? Thomas Edison, want to ask you a question. How come that you failed? Do you know what he said? He said, I did not fail 999 times. He said, I find out 999 ways how not to create a bulb. If you want to create a bulb, I found out that there are 999 times ways that you cannot create a book. Listen, even if you have failed in life, God is telling you, I want to use you. Can I have an amen to that? So God calls people who have failed. There are great men, great politicians, people who have gone ahead to do great things, who failed their exams. Who failed their exams. Hallelujah. There are great men in ministry who failed their exams, who don't have much education. But God used them. Because it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by my spirit, said the Lord. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Number two. God calls unworthy people. People who are not worthy. Unworthy people. We are saved by grace 
and not because we deserve. How many of you know that? How many of you know that we are saved only by grace, not because we deserve? We are unworthy. Jesus said, when you are a servant and you finish doing your work, don't receive, don't expect any thanks. Say, I'm an unworthy servant. I have just done my master's bidding. So, even though you may think that you are not worthy, you don't qualify, you don't have the credentials to be a pastor, to be a church planter, to be a servant of God, God can still call you. Can I have an amen? Eh? Yes. If you examine yourself honestly, you realize how unworthy you are. But it will be your ability to overcome this sense of unworthiness that will release you into the ministry. Do not let the feelings of unworthiness keep you from obeying your call. We all know we are unworthy. If you hold back from obeying God because of your unworthiness, you have become the biggest fool on earth. God calls unworthy people and he's calling you now. Why don't you give the Lord a wonderful clap offering? Number three. God calls people who have been rejected. God calls people who have been rejected. Exodus chapter 2. 12 to 14. Exodus chapter 2. 12 to 14. He looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to, the, to him, that did wrong. Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? They rejected him. The first time Moses tried to be a minister, a pastor, a leader, he was rejected. Now look at me. Many of us have experienced rejection in our lives. Oh yeah. A man wanted to marry you only to reject you. You are so much in love with a lady and she rejected you. At your workplace, you were rejected. Rejection is very painful. Even Jesus Christ was rejected. But still, God had called him. The Bible said that he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Hallelujah. So listen, if you are here and you have been rejected before, thank God that God is not rejecting you. He says, I like you. I like you. I like you. I like the way you are. Amen. Maybe you are a brother here. You really loved a lady. And she told you, your nose is too big. I don't like you. Your ears are too flat. I don't like you. But God likes you with your nose. God likes you with your ears. God likes you with your accent. God likes you the way you are. Can I have an amen? 
ladies, in most of our societies, there isn't much appreciation for women, much recognition for women, even much respect for women. But ladies, God has called you. He called women like Katrikuman. Hallelujah. During Katrikuman's time, there was no person, woman or man, as anointed as Katrikuman. Amy Simple, my first, the founder of the Four Square Gospel Church. After today, that church is around. Hallelujah. Great woman that God has used all over. So, sisters, and I know many ladies, you suffer from rejection, especially for men. And you get down, you get low. And you say to yourself, nobody likes me, but God likes you. I say, God likes you. Hallelujah. May God raise up powerful women of God from this church in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yesterday, as I heard Lady Pastor ministry, I said to myself, this is an anointed woman of God. This is an anointed woman of God. When she started singing, I could feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. So if you have been rejected before, I have good news for you. Men may reject you, but God will choose you. David was rejected. When an anointed prophet, give me an oil, a bottle of oil. When an anointed prophet, Samuel, experienced prophet was sent to the house of Jesse to anoint a king to take over from Saul. Jesse brought all his children. Many of them were in the army. Eliab, Shammah, all these guys with strong muscles they lined up. And the Bible says that when Samuel saw Eliab, he took the horn of oil and he said, is this not the anointed of God? And God said, no. No, 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 no. You have made a mistake. God said, I have rejected him. Then God said something which is in your favor. Many of us, we have done many bad things. Many of us, people have rejected us. Many of us, we don't even think much about ourselves. But we have a good heart for God. We have a good heart for God. We love God. We want to serve the Lord. And God told Samuel, I rejected him. And God said, for, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh on the heart. Now, they went round. God rejected everybody. And then the prophet Samuel asked Jesse, are these all your children? Jesse said, oh, it is left with a small one. Don't, don't worry about him. He's just a shepherd boy. He's smelly all the time. There might be something smelly about your life. Maybe now or in the past. My God. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. No matter what you have done before, the blood of Jesus has set you free, has cleansed you, and God can use you. 
Hallelujah. Who loved, who loved Jesus more than Mary Magdalene? Who? Who loved Jesus? And here was a woman from whom seven evil spirits had been cast out. And she loved Jesus. And she loved Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesse said, don't worry about him. And someone said, if he doesn't come, we are not going to sit down. If he doesn't come, they rushed and they went to call David. He was in dirty clothing. He has not bathed. He has not made his hair. He has not trimmed his beard. It doesn't take, God doesn't call you according to the shape of your beard, according to the nature of your head, according to your dressing, according to your education, according to your accent, according to whether you have traveled or you have not traveled. God looks at you and no matter who you are, God can call you. And tonight God is calling many people. I said God is calling many people. God is calling drunkards, womanizers, drug addicts, whatever life you led before, God is calling you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Why don't you give the Lord a wonderful, wonderful cup of it? As soon as David hit the door, the Lord said this him, pour the oil on him. And the oil was poured on him. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13, from that time the Spirit of the Lord came on David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God calls people who have been rejected. Joseph was rejected by his brothers, but God used him. Hello? God used him. Some of you, your family, had, your family has rejected you because you are a Christian. Maybe you had a Muslim background. And your, your family has rejected you. But God is going to use you. I said God is going to use you. I said God is going to use you. Hallelujah. Number four. God calls people who are not believable. God calls people who are not believable. And tonight, like I said, I'm sharing from this book, many are called. Many are called. Hallelujah. Now, the cover of this book is very interesting. The cover of this book is very interesting. You can see a lot of faces. Can you see a lot of faces? But there's one spot. Yeah. Can you see that? It has no face. That is, your face must be there. God is saying, join the people who are called. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you are going to fill in the spot? To say, God, I am the one. Amen. Many are called. You can see me right here. Right here. Can you see me? Am I looking handsome? Very handsome? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Many are called. God calls people who are not believable. What does it mean by people who are not believable? When, when people see you, whatever you say, they don't believe. 
on your past that they know. <laughs> yes. Based on your past, on your past history, what people know about you. So when you begin to say, I am called, people say, hey, you two you are called. We don't believe it. They ask, a saw also among the prophets. A <laughs> saw also among the prophets. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me. Nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. Hallelujah. It is true that there is nothing about you that will particularly make people believe in God. Most of us are just ordinary people with nothing special about us. In spite of this, God uses ordinary people like you and me. It is amazing that he gets his work done with people who are not readily credible or believable. Dear friend, have faith in God. If he can raise up stones to worship him, then he can use you. Amen? So God uses, there are many people here, the reason why you will not attempt to do the work of God is that you said to yourself, nobody will believe me. In my town, everybody knows me as a chief fornicator. As a chief adulteress. So nobody will believe me. Nobody. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Mary Magdalene, she had her past. But when she came from the tomb of Jesus and told the apostles, I have seen the master, they believed. They believed. And they ran. Hallelujah. Even though you think that people will not believe you, by the grace of God, by the anointing of God, by the power of God, by the giftings of God, that God will place over your life, men will have no choice but to believe you. No. The problem the Pharisees and the scribes and the, and the Sadducees had with Jesus was that how can somebody who was born in the major, somebody who worked as a carpenter for 30 years, somebody whose brothers and sisters we know, mother and father we know, we saw him growing up, how can this person suddenly say he's the son of God? That was the problem. That was the whole problem. But listen to me. Jesus boldly said, it's true, I'm the son of God. I came from heaven. Listen, don't worry about what people think about you. Worry about what God thinks about you. Don't be led by the voices of men. Be led by the voice of God. Don't look at men and become discouraged. Look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. I see God using you. I said, I see God using you. Can I have an amen? I said, I see God using you. Hallelujah. Number five. 
Remember that I'm talking about the characteristics of people that God calls. God calls failures. God calls people who are not believable. God calls people who are rejected. God calls people who are unworthy. Hallelujah. Amen. Number five. God calls people with an inferiority complex. People who feel inferior. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10. I want to read the New American Standard Bible version. Then Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I've never been eloquent, neither recently nor in the past, nor since you have spoken to your servant. For I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Now listen. Look at me. All of us were not created the same. No. Sometimes, some of us, we can't speak well. We can't speak well. Sometimes it's because of how we're brought up. We were brought up in a culture where people were not allowed to speak. People were clamped down. Sometimes it's because we didn't go to school much. We, we, lack, we lack education. Sometimes it's because we have not traveled before. So all those, listen to me, all those things make you to look inferior in your own eyes. Out of the twelve spies that Joshua sent to go and spy the land of Canaan, ten of them said, when we went, we saw giants in the land. And when we look at the giants and we compare the giants to ourselves, we look like grasshoppers. But two of them, Caleb and Joshua said, we saw the same giants. And when we looked at them, we realized that the power of our God can allow us to defeat them. It depends on what you are looking at. Listen to me. I came to tell you, no matter your past, now that you are saved, now that you are filled with the power of God, you are not an ordinary person. You are wonderfully and beautifully created. You are the child of God. You are the beloved of God. The power of God is in you. I said the power of God is in you. And the work of God is not done by English. It is not done by beauty. It's not done by being handsome. It's not done by whether you have traveled to America before or not. No, that is not what qualifies you to do the work of God. What qualifies you to do the work of God is the Spirit of God that is upon your life. Hallelujah. One of the greatest men of God on earth today is the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, through whom God brought charismatism to Ghana. He's the father of charismatism in Ghana. Great, 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 great man of God. Recently, when they were inaugurating President Trump, eh, in the chapel, he was one of the people who were praying. He prayed from Africa. He prayed for the President of the U.S. He's been to the White House. He sits with kings and priests of the world. But listen to me. He has not been to school before. He 
himself says, I don't have a classmate. Becoming a servant of God is not by your English. Hello, how are you? I may see you. I mean, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It doesn't take speaking like an American. Some of you pastors. Some of you pastors. You, 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 you want to force and speak like an American. Glory be to God today. God is going to do something great here. That is not what makes you a pastor. What makes you a pastor is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord. Sit in your church and say, brothers and sisters, today I welcome you to church. The power of God is here in our church. And church is going to work. Say church. Don't say, and a church of God. And, a church of... And, then, and then as you are speaking, as you are speaking, then suddenly you forget yourself. And a church of, of, of God. And a church of God. And a church of... Look at you. You look funny. You look very funny. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Shout amen. Be yourself. I said be yourself. Let me tell you something. You are beautifully and wonderfully made by the Lord. Hallelujah. It is known that Apostle Paul was a little short man. And the people at a point were trying to use that against him. But I said, no, I'm an apostle. Look at my works. He told the people, you are, you are, you are my epistle. Not written with hands, but written with the Spirit of God. Can I have an amen? amen. So, don't feel inferior. Once the power of God is upon you, you will change. Yes. Once the power of God comes upon you, you will change. And I see the power of God coming upon you. I see the power of God coming upon you. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can somebody shout hallelujah? Somebody shout glory. Glory. Lift up your voice and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Please sit down. Number six. God calls people who have failed at earlier attempts in ministry. God calls people who have failed in an earlier attempt in ministry. Exodus chapter 5, 22 to 23. 22 to 23. God calls people who have failed at earlier attempts in ministry. 
Exodus 5, 22-23. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil and treated these people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to these people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Listen, when Moses went to tell Pharaoh that God said he should allow the people to go, do you know what Pharaoh said? He said, it's because the people are lazy. So he commanded, said, make their, make their tax harder. Give them more work to do. So instead of, listen, instead of the afflictions of the people coming down, Rather, through the earlier ministry of Moses, their affliction rather increased. So Moses went to God and said, what are you doing? What are you doing? Listen, there are some of you here, you have attempted ministry, or you are even doing ministry, and the ministry has not worked. Don't give up. Don't give up. God has not given up on you. Ministry is a long journey. Ministry is not a hundred meters dash. Ministry is a marathon. And as long as you stay faithful to the Lord, you stay committed to the Lord, the Lord will help you. Amen. There are some of you, you started a choir. It didn't work. Say, I won't do the choir again. Try it again. The scripture says, the righteous man shall fall seven times, and seven times he shall arrive. Laugh not at me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arrive. And when I lie in darkness, the Lord shall be my countenance. The fact that you failed yesterday does not mean that you failed today. Even if you made a mistake, God is gracious. Hello? David reigned in Israel for 40 years. But earlier on in his ministry, he made a mistake. It is not about a mistake, but it is about your repentance and your desire. To continue. There are some ladies here. You have caused men of God to fall. You have caused men of God to fall. And you say to yourself, I feel guilty. I can't do anything for God. But the Bible says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. All. Not some. All. For as far as the west is from the east, so has he removed our iniquities from us. Hallelujah. Don't let your mistake keep you down. Don't let your earlier failure keep you down. Be like Samson and pray and tell the Lord one more time. Let your spirit come upon me. May the Lord revive your ministry. May the Lord revive your ministry. Receive a new strength for the work of the ministry. May the Lord give you a new strength. May the Lord give you a fresh anointing. May the Lord revive your bones again. May you not fall down and die. Rise up, 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 and do the work of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Number, number seven. 
God calls people who are not eloquent. I've spoken about that. God calls people who are not eloquent. Jeremiah 1.6 Then said, I Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. Number eight. God calls young people. Hello? Bishop, if living word of faith outreach ministries international is going to expand, we cannot afford to lift up the young people. No. God calls young people. Listen. Look at me. Joseph was called as a young man. Samuel was called as a young man. Jeremiah, God told him, before you came out from your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you to be a prophet. Jesus, at the age of 12, sat in the house of God and told his parents, don't you know that I must begin to go about my father's business? Look at me. We must not leave our young people to sit around. Hallelujah. One of the mistakes that we have done is that we call our young people's church Sunday school. It is not a Sunday school, it's a church. In our denomination, all our children's services is a full church service. Praise and worship. Everything that is done in the adult service is done there. With the exception of the very, very little ones. And even them, they don't just watch cartoons, you know, and things like that. No. They memorize scriptures. The stories are explained to them. The children are encouraged to memorize scriptures, read the Bible, have a daily quiet time. Read the Bible daily. Pray daily. Listen to messages. My children, listen to the word of God on their iPad. There are books. The books that Bishop Dark has written, the, the, the soft copies of them are on their iPad and they read. They read. I have two little ones of them. They read. And God calls young people. My church is full of young people. I have 17 year olds, 16 year olds, 22 year olds, 24 year olds, 25 year olds. Young, a lot of them. And they have zeal for the things of God. When you are a pastor and you see young people coming to your church, you are blessed. The older people are tired, the older people are sleeping in the church. They are snoring in the church. There's no energy. Youth means energy. <laughs> now, as I'm preaching, I'm seeing. And I see the people who are sleeping. Give me a 2H. Give me a 3H. Hallelujah. So listen. God calls young people. Train your young people. I have a large army of young people. You should see them Sunday morning. They wake up 4 a.m., 5 a.m. We call it mobilization. We, we, we send buses to the communities. 
And my young church workers, they rise up and they move from house to house and say, it is time to go to church. It is time to go to church. They'll go to a church member who is snoring. This is not the time to snore. This is the time to go to church. Get up, get up, get up, get up. You have energy. Youth means energy. Youth means future. Youth means life. If you want your church to grow pastors, go to the streets and bring in young people. Bring in young people. Don't despise the young people. Bring in young people. They have energy. And the young people, they have faith. They believe more. And then the young people, they don't have problems. They don't think about anything. Old people, electricity bill, water bill, school fees. When you tell them, go and start a church, they are thinking about the school fees. But young people, they are free. So encourage your young people. Train your young people. Right now, I am training over 300 young people to become cell leaders. Over 300. I have two classes. One class is 200. One class is 150. Mostly young people. They come to church at 7 and they leave late in the afternoon. And I'm training them. I'm training them how to do the work of God. If you don't train your people, you are not going to get anybody to work with. So God calls young people. Hallelujah. I say God calls who? Young people. Amen. Wow. Number nine. God calls people who are fearful. God calls people who are fearful. There are some people who naturally fear everything. They are afraid of everything. They are afraid of going to preach on the streets. There are many of us here. If Bishop says, let's go on the street to go and preach, you can because you are afraid. One of the things that makes you afraid is perhaps you meet this old boyfriend that you used to fool away with. And then you look at you and say, hey, Martha, are you also now a preacher? But don't worry about that. I said, don't worry about that. Because Paul said, wherefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let me tell you something. Now that I'm in Christ, you cannot hold my abortions against me. You cannot hold my lies, my lies against me. I stole something, but you cannot hold it against me. No, 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 no. I was an arm robber, but you cannot hold it against me. I used to drink, but now that I am filled with the Holy Ghost, you cannot use it against me. Because God is not using it against me. It is a new day. It is a new day. It is a new day. I am free. I am free. I am free. You can't use my past against me. It's under the blood. I say it is under the blood. It is true. I did 27 abortions, but it is under the blood.
How many of you are ready to serve the Lord? Yes. Ready to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People who are fearful. But remember, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, the word of God says, For God has not given unto us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of what? Power, love, and sound mind. Anything that makes you afraid, I cast it out of your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. May you receive the boldness of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, The wicked fleeth when no man pursueth, but the righteous is as bold as a lion. May you become bold as a lion. Take your Bible, go to the street corners, go to the communities, go to your office, and boldly declare that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. For there is no name given under earth by which men shall be saved except the name of Jesus Christ. We cannot be afraid. I said we cannot be afraid. We cannot be shy. We cannot be ashamed of Jesus. We are not ashamed. Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation unto everyone that believeth. To the Jew and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from grace to grace. As it is written, the righteous shall live by his faith. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Hallelujah. I cannot be ashamed. When I look at what Jesus has done, from where he picked me from, I cannot be ashamed. He has blessed my life. He has changed my life. He has filled me with his Holy Spirit. He has honored me. I cannot be ashamed. I am not ashamed. I cannot be ashamed. I am not ashamed. Listen to me. There is nobody here who must not serve God. If God made you a doctor, it is for his glory. If God made you a beautiful lady, it is for his glory. If God made you a rich man, it is for his glory. You cannot be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Nobody is exempted. Many are called. Everybody is called. The rich is called. The poor is called. The educated is called. The uneducated is called. Workers are called. Students are called. Traders are called. Farmers are called. Everybody is called. Amos the prophet was a farmer. Amos the prophet was a farmer. Elisha the prophet was a cattle owner. He was a cattle owner. Peter was a fisherman. Luke was a doctor. Matthew was a tax man. Paul was an educated professor of Jewish law. Mary Magdalene was a woman filled with seven evil spirits. All these people God used them. It is time for God to use you also. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number 10. Number 10. God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. God called 
God called people who are in difficult circumstances. This is the last point. Then uh, we'll be going home. And God willing, if the Lord gives us life, we'll continue. God calls people. I'm talking to you about the characteristics of the people that God calls. So now let me ask you a question. How many of you sitting down here in church right now believe that God can call you? Yes. There should not be even one person. And tonight, God is going to call many people. Listen, tonight you are going to put your life on the altar. You are going to put your life on the altar. And you are going to say to the Lord, I'm a lawyer, but I want to serve you. I'm a teacher, I want to serve you. I'm a banker, I want to serve you. I'm a student, I want to serve you. I'm an ex-convict, but I want to serve you. Peter was an elf convict. They put him in prison. They put him in prison. But the angel of the Lord delivered him. And he continued to preach. Hallelujah. Look at Judges chapter 13. Judges chapter 6 and verse 13. Judges chapter 6 and verse 13. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this way. It's okay. Can we all stand on our feet, please? Upstairs, downstairs, please stand. Everybody, please. Everybody, please stand. I'm ending with this. We are on our way home. How many of you have been blessed tonight? Many are called. I'm ending with this. God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. Gideon said, Gideon said unto him, Oh my God, oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? You see, many times we look at the situations of our lives, the poverty, the struggles of life. We can barely find something to eat. We have a lot of issues. We have a lot of difficulties. We are married, but we can't have children. We are looking desperately for children. So in the midst of all that, when God says, I want to use you, you tell the Lord, my circumstances are too difficult. You cannot use me. But God calls people who are in difficult situations. Gideon and Israel were in a difficult situation. The Midianites would just come and steal their harvest and harass their lives. And they had to run to go and hide from their enemies. And the angel of the Lord comes upon Gideon and says, You are a mighty man of valor. I'm going to use you. And Gideon said, It cannot be possible. Based on the difficulties in my life, it cannot be possible. 
Hallelujah. Many of us want some supernatural sign that God is with us. Difficult circumstances seems to be a silent message from an invisible God that I am against you. If God is with us, why has all this happened to us? It is natural to ask this question. Why would God call someone who is fighting, who he is fighting against? The circumstances may be giving a message that God is against you, but you must not allow circumstances to lead you away from your call. Circumstances are not the voice of God to you. Circumstances do have a part to play in our lives, but they are not our guiding posts. We are led by the Holy Spirit. We are not led by circumstances. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. Learn to hear the voice of the Spirit and trust it over and above the voice of circumstances in your life. Tonight, God is calling you. Hallelujah. Especially young people. Young people in this church. Amen. 30 years. 35 years and below. God is calling you. To use you. To use you. God is going to raise you up. As a worker in this church. And in any church that you came from. God is going to raise you up as a church planter. God is going to raise you up as a missionary. There are people here who must leave Leone and go and live in another country for the, for the purpose of the gospel. Give up your life. Give up your life. Give up your aspirations. Give up your desires. That is the only way. You can do something for the Lord. The Lord saved me at the age of 22 and sent me abroad to study medicine. I was away for seven years. I served the Lord. I preached the gospel. I did the little that I knew to do. And I came back to Ghana to come and practice in our biggest teaching hospital. I was I practiced for seven years. Six or seven years. Then I established my own hospital. One of the biggest, busiest private hospitals then in Accra. I was the doctor of many big companies, forty of them. Every month I made so much money because the hospital was my hospital together with my wife. My wife was not a doctor. It's not a doctor. I was the doctor in charge. We had so much money. Our hospital was not a little clinic. A 17 bed capacity hospital with a VIP ward, x-ray department, heart examination machine, scan machine, Laboratory that covered about 80 to 90 percent of all that we needed. 
surgical theater for operation. An ambulance. About 30 staff. That was the type of hospital that God gave to me. And all, I started the hospital in 1998. 1998. So I was practicing as a doctor, was pastoring at the same time. I would travel all across Ghana to go and preach. From 2001, I began to feel in my heart that the Lord was calling me to enter into full-time ministry. It was not an easy decision. I had children. I had a wife. But increasingly, I realized that I'll come to the hospital and the whole place will be full. And after about two hours, three hours, I'll ask myself, are there any more patients? And when they told me that there were still patients, I became angry. Because I wanted to leave to go and preach. So increasingly I realized that the Lord was telling me it is enough. But that was my life. The hospital was my life. There was a lot of money. I had cards, powerful cards. But Jesus said in Matthew 16 24, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. If we are going to follow the Lord, we must deny ourselves. Yes. Deny yourself means sacrifice. Lay your aspirations down. Take up your cross. Jesus took his cross and went to Calvary. It is now your turn to take up your cross. Tonight, there are many people here. The Lord is telling you, it is enough. It is time for you to serve me. There are young people here who must go to Bible school to be trained to do the work of God. Come, come, Austin, come. Come. This is a young man from Leone. This one. He's from Kenema. Where, where do you come from? Stand here. Where do you come from? Kenema. How long have you been in Ghana? Four years. Four years. In the Bible school. He's just about to finish. Is your father in the ministry? Yes, please. And after school, what do you want to do? I want to be a pastor. With your father? Yes, please. Where's your father? My father is in Kenema. What ministry? Witness Christ mission. Yes, he's been in Ghana. Young guy. Young guy. He doesn't know how to eat the Ghana food. He doesn't know how to speak the Ghana language. He has been there for four years, being trained. We have missionaries right here in Ceylon. Young men, 22, 23, 24. They are here right now. Yesterday, many of them were here. It is time to die for Jesus. It is time to lose everything for Jesus. The Lord looked at me and said, and said, give up your hospital. But I had a problem. The hospital was so big that when I valued it, it cost a lot of millions of Ghana money. So nobody could buy it. For three years, 
Many doctors came and had a look. They couldn't buy it. So one day, Bishop, I went to Bishop Doug and I said, Bishop, I really need to come. The Lord is calling me. What must I do? He said, he said Pastor Tevo, if the Lord is calling you, there's only one thing. Dash that hospital. Dash it. Do you understand dash? Eh? Do you understand dash? How many of you understand dash? Dash that hospital. Give it up. That was my life. But Jesus said, Matthew 16, 25, Whosoever keepeth his life shall lose it. But whosoever will give his life for my sake shall find it. I called my wife and I said, the Lord said, it is time for me to go. God bless her. She said, I support you. I went to a doctor. He had a little clinic. And I said, sir, come and look at my hospital. He came. I said, do you like it? He said, I like it. I said, give me something small and have it. And that was it. And that was it. He just gave me something small. And I washed my hands. And off. It's been more than 10 years. But that sacrifice is what allows me to stand here to talk to you about the work of God. And listen to me, I have not died. No, 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 I have not died. I have flourished. God has blessed me. God has sent me everywhere. I was traveling to the, uh, a country. I won't mention the name of the country. The, the immigration officer took my passport. And he said, Sir, are you an ambassador or diplomat? Who are you? I said, I'm ambassador. I'm ambassador of Christ. Do you know why he was asking? He was looking at the many passports. And when he opened to it, Visa here, visa to this country, visa to this country, visa to this country, visa to this country. He, as an American, he has not been to any place. Americans, they don't go anywhere. Listen. Lose your life in Christ and you will find it. Lose your life in Christ and you will find it. One day, Peter see, because I'm closing. I'm closing. They have been following Jesus, Apostle King, for many years. He has blessed them. He has provided for them. And suddenly he said, I'm leaving. I'm going to die. So Peter said, you can't die, oh. No, no, no. We have children. You said we should come and follow. We have been following you. You cannot just die. You can't just go. In fact, he took Jesus and rebuked him. You can't just go like that. And Jesus said in Mark chapter 10 and verse 28, no man who has given up fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, lands, eh, for my sake. Alright? Then Peter began to say to him, Lord, we have left all and I'll follow thee. Quickly. 
Quickly. Quickly. And Jesus answered and said, Very I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Verse 30. Verse 30. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands or persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. You know, before, before, before I entered into full-time ministry, I went to America. And I went, I went on holiday. And then I came back. I bought a powerful car. By that time, I had built a house. So Bishop Doug started laughing at me. He said, you see, you want to secure yourself before you come and follow the Lord. You want to secure yourself when my car was becoming older, he started laughing at me. Listen, I drive a nice car. Since I entered into full time, I've been driving nice cars. I've not lost anything. God has blessed me. God has given me brothers. Like, no, I don't know him, but there's a brother. God has given me a brother. God has given me a sister. God has given me another brother. God has given me all of you have become my brothers and my sisters. In Christ! that we are losing, but in Christ we will gain. Hallelujah. Tonight, there are men here, especially young men and young women, that must come to Bishop and say, Bishop, train me. Train me to go and start a church. Send me to another part of Sierra Leone to go and start a church. This same church. I'm starting a church. And when we start a church, our church is the same. When Bishop sends you to go and start a branch of this church, your branch is his church. It's not your church. All of us, this is our bishop, this is our father. Lighthouse Chapel International operates in more than 76 countries and we have only one father, Bishop Dark God Mills. The churches are the same. Our monies are the same. We put our monies together. We buy properties. We build buildings. Everything is the same. Everything is the same. Many are called. Tonight God says, I've called you. Lift up your hands and pray and thank God for the call. Upstairs, downstairs. Yes. 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 Lift up your hands and pray. Surrender your life. I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Surrender your life. Say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender to your call. I surrender to your call. 
I surrender, Lord. 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 I am obeying the call. I am obeying the call. I am obeying the call. I surrender, Lord. I surrender, Lord. Lift up your voice and pray. Everywhere upstairs, lift up your voice and pray. Lord, I surrender. Young man, lift up your voice and pray. Lord, I surrender. We surrender, Lord. We surrender, Lord. We surrender, Lord. From upstairs and from downstairs, especially young men, you want to say from today, I want to serve the Lord. I want to become a pastor. I want to become a missionary. I want to become a church planter. I want to be trained to do something for Jesus. I want you to come to the front. I'll pray for you. Come to the front. I'll pray for you. Come. From upstairs. Downstairs. Come. I want to dedicate my life to serving Jesus. That's all that you want to do. I want to become a pastor. I want to become a preacher. I want to be trained to do the work of God. I want to be sent to another country. To you, I belong.